is a road trip. While on the journey, there are twists and turns, traffic jams and potholes. How do we avoid the jam ups and collisions of life while still getting to where we're supposed to go? How do we avoid getting lost and taking wrong turns? I've got good news for you. God gives us a roadmap. It's better than Waze. It's better than Google Maps. It's the 66 books of the Bible. I'm Pastor Greg Winschlag, Senior Pastor at Abundant Life Church in Cupertino, and this is Life 66. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. I've been a follower of Christ for 45 years, and here's what I know. I've needed God's Word, the 66 books of the Bible, to guide me each and every step of the way. I've been married for 35 years, raised three kids who are all married now, have a grandson. And if there's one thing I know, God's Word has led me every step. I've had to make decisions about money, about where we'll live, about how to raise the kids. You name the decision. There's been so many different things, and every single time I can go to God's Word and I can find answers there. Now, the Bible, it's God's Word. Now, this is the God who knows everything, the God who made everything, the God who is already in our future, the God who is all-powerful, the God who is perfect in wisdom, the God who is perfect in love. This God gave us his directions on how to live life. He's given us his Life 66. The question is, why wouldn't we pay attention to that? Why wouldn't we devote ourselves to knowing God's word so that we can live life the way that the perfect, sovereign, eternal God would want us to live it. That's what this podcast is all about. The Bible speaks to every part of life, either directly or in principle. It speaks about how to have a more fulfilled work life, how to have a a good marriage, how to have healthy, enjoyable sex, how to have good health, how to manage your money. It talks about goals and parenting, stress and worry and how to avoid it, living contented lives, how to forgive and be uh, reconciled to people that we've struggled with. It talks about how to live in peace and love. It's all there in God's Life 66. Today, on this very first podcast, I want to talk what the Bible says about prayer. The real issue is not to believe in and follow the guidance of the Bible for the Bible's sake, but it's to get to know the God who gave us the Bible. The 66 books instruct us on how we can know God. And that all starts with prayer. At the church I pastor, Abundant Life Assembly in Cupertino, we're going through a seven-week series called The The Prayer Priority. This podcast will provide weekly commentary material uh, to the teaching I bring on Sunday morning. If you want to follow along with the people of Abundant Life, or the lifers as we call them, log on to our website at www.alagonline.com. That's alagonline.com, and you can view all the Sunday messages there. So let's get started with prayer. I want to give you five simple tips on how to pray. But first, let me start with the struggle we all have. We all have it. Why don't we pray more often? Why don't we pray longer? Why do we get so distracted when we pray? Why do we just struggle with making the time to pray? That just baffles me, that whole thought. God is the creator, the one who made everything there is. He's the God who said, let there be, and light came into existence. The sun was placed in the heavens. 
The earth started spinning on its axis, revolving around the sun. The, the oceans were made and the land was made and all the animals and plant life and even man himself. God made all of this and this same God is the God who says, I want to talk to you. I want to have a conversation and I want to get to know you. And that's what prayer is all about. I'm baffled at myself sometimes when I just don't pray enough and I don't know why when I have an open invitation from God to come and pray. Now, I know that at times I just get bored. Let's just be truthful. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, getting by yourself and just uh, kneeling down in a quiet place and after a few minutes, your mind starts to wander, you get distracted, find it hard to focus. Sometimes it feels like I've been praying for 30 seconds and I'm thinking about what I just saw on Instagram or or it's spring now, you know, what's going on in baseball spring training or, or any other distraction that might happen in life. It's easy just to lose our focus. Sometimes I just fall asleep. I'm, I'm probably the only one that that ever happens to, right? Uh, if I kneel down and pray, close my eyes, it's, it's embarrassing to, to think how many times I just fall asleep on God. I want to pray better. I want to get to know God better, and I want to pray with meaning and power and be fulfilled in that prayer life, but it, it is a struggle. Prayer is an amazing privilege. God said this, call to me and I will answer you. In another place, in Jeremiah 29, it says, you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. This is God's promise to us. Why don't we pray more? Why do we struggle so much? Some reasons might be maybe we over-spiritualize prayer. We think to pray, we have to say these really big words and these, you know, eloquent phrases. And it might have to, you know, sound like, you know, some preacher in church. And if we don't sound like Billy Graham or Mother Teresa or some, you know, with person with some James Earl Jones type voice that then maybe God won't hear our prayer. Maybe we feel unqualified or unworthy because, you know, we really know what we're like. We know the times we've messed up. We know the things we've thought or the things we've done. And we think, you know, God couldn't possibly want to talk to me. Sometimes we separate prayer from the rest of our life. That we have our separate prayer time and then the rest of our life is, is in a different compartment. And we struggle with that. Paul said this in Colossians chapter 4, verse 2. He said, Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. The question I ask myself and the question I ask all of us is, how devoted are we in our prayer life? When it comes down to really knowing God, the sovereign creator of everything that is, the God who wants to talk to me, how devoted am I to prayer? I mean, after all, we're all busy. We've got jobs, we've got family, we have tasks, we have things to take care of, and there's so many things that get in the way, but God says, you got to cut through all that and get down to talk to me. And you know what I found? When I really do that, all that other stuff, all those other things that I thought were so just important, and they are important, but the things that were put in front of God, when God's first, he makes everything work out. And it's just a miracle that he does each and every time. So I want to give you five tips, just five simple things that I think will help our prayer life just be greatly enhanced 
And maybe it'll just help you, you know, take away some of the mystique and even some of the guilt and pressure of our prayer life. So let's jump into these things. Five simple things to help your prayer life be more effective. Number one, pray simply. Just pray simply. In other words, just don't use so many words. Just, you can use fewer. Martin Luther said this, the fewer the words, the better the prayer. I think that's, that's quite right. When my kids were younger and, and growing up, all they had to do was cry help. One word, and I'm there. I was Johnny on the spot. I'm going to help them. I didn't really care if they used lots of words. Oh, Father, can you see that I am in the deepest of darkest pits and I beseech thee to come help me? What is all that stuff? Help! That's all sometimes we need to say with God. Just fewer words. We don't have to be tearful or persuade God. We don't have to make a case with him and try to try to leverage him or convince him of anything. God's our father. Just talk to him. Just talk to him. God, I love you. Father, I thank you for all the things you've given me. You've blessed me with a family, with a home, great church, great friends, good health. Lord, thank you for that. And then there's all kinds of other things we can bring into our prayer that we'll talk about in later podcasts. But this first simple point is this. Don't make it so complicated. Just pray simply. Talk to God. Share your heart. If you're happy, tell him why. If you're upset, share it with him. You can even get angry with God. It's okay. He already knows anyway. He knows your future. He knows what you're thinking before you think it. So it's better to be honest. So number one, pray simply. Number two, maybe you struggle with words and trying to come up with the words. Let the Bible help you. So number two is this. Read the Bible and pray over the verses. Now, this is for those that are maybe starting out and they struggle a little bit. For some of you that are more um, used to praying and you've prayed a long time, maybe you don't need this one, but it's still powerful. God doesn't want a one-sided conversation. And when you read the Bible, it's as if God is talking back to you. That's God's word to us. So maybe you can start reading the verses of the Bible and then praying those verses to help you kind of get going in your prayer life. Let me give you an example. Philippians in chapter 4, it says this, Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God, and the peace of God that surpasses understanding will guard your hearts and minds. That's a great verse. So maybe you could pray that when you're stressed or anxious. God, right now, I'm really freaking out. I'm stressed. I don't know what to do. I'm worried. But your word says to be anxious about nothing. So Lord, right now, would you help me to be anxious about nothing? Would you help me to not be stressed? I don't really know how to not be stressed, but I know that you're God and that you can help me and that you're big and that you can walk alongside me and meet my needs. That verse says to be thankful. So Lord, I want to start by being thankful for the good things instead of worrying about the stressful things. Then it says the peace of God will guard your heart and mind. I found an amazing thing happens when I follow God's word, when I trust him, when I'm thankful with him, without understanding. And the Bible says you won't get it. You won't know how it happens. But the peace of God will guard your heart and your mind. It's a powerful truth. So why not read the verses of the Bible and then turn those around 
and make them part of your prayer. So number one, pray simply. Number two, read the Bible and use the verses as a tool for prayer. Number three, make prayer active and multisensory. What I mean by that is that, you know, to be honest, sometimes we can just get a little dull or routine and we just kind of need something to spice it up because we're kind of shallow people. I mean, God doesn't need spicing up, but we do because uh, we just kind of maybe say the same things over and over and it gets a bit monotonous. God made us creative beings, so maybe we can put some creativity in our prayer life. For me, I, I'm a pacer. Uh, if I kneel and you know put my face down and close my eyes, it's, it's going to be in like 45 seconds, I'm asleep. So I pace. I walk around and I pray. I found it much more effective if I can pray outside and walk around and pray. Now, that's just me. And, you know, in cold weather, I don't go outside. I stay inside because it's cold. Uh, and I pray that way. Um, but maybe change your posture and, and add a little bit of a, you know, a different sensory atmosphere that way. Maybe you want to put on some worship music and, and play that softly and, and add a, an atmosphere there or light a candle and uh, when your brain hears the music or, or it's, you see the, the, the candlelight and smell the scent of the candle, your brain says, oh, it's time to pray. And you can kind of dig in and, and then uh, you know, pray without so many distractions. Uh, a couple of Christmases ago, my wife gave me a prayer shawl. It's a, it's a large piece of cloth that uh, in, in biblical times, the, the Israelites used to put that over their heads as a sign of reverence when they came before the Lord. Well, um, the one I have is, is for those uh, Messianic Jews, Jewish people who believe in Jesus, that they use. And it's got some scriptures about Jesus on it. And sometimes I'll put the prayer shawl over, not because it makes my prayer you know, any more noticeable to God. God doesn't look down and say, oh, oh, Greg's got his prayer shawl on. I better really listen now. No, it just helps me you know, be in a better mindset that I've got the prayer shawl on and I can really focus better. So sometimes I'll do that. Maybe you can keep a prayer journal and list all the requests that you've made and the things that you've thought. And then in a second column next to that, start to jot down all the times when God answered your prayers. Uh, I've got a list like that in my Bible. It's been in there literally 30 years. Actually, yeah, about 30 years, the one I have currently there. And it's awesome to look back over all the different things that God has uh, responded to in my prayer life. And it's really, really powerful. You might write your prayers out in longhand. Maybe that'll keep you uh, paying attention. Uh, and then just read those to God or, or pray them as you write them. Um, you might um, uh, yeah, just write them out. You might pray out loud. That's another option. Something that'll keep you more engaged. So any of these kind of things to add a you know, more active and prayerful uh, you know, multi-sensory type atmosphere can be really helpful. So number one, pray simply, keep it simple, fewer words, don't worry about all the, you know, trying to impress God. Number two, read the Bible, use the Bible to pray over. Number three, um, make prayer, you know, more active and multi-sensory if you're kind of uh, getting in a routine and it's getting kind of, you know, tough to focus. Number four, make prayer an integral part of your day. Paul said in 1 Thessalonians, he said this, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. Now, how, do you, how does that happen? How do you pray without ceasing? Well, obviously, he doesn't mean 
bow your head, close your eyes, you know, kneeling in a dark place 24-7. That, that's just not practical. And it's not even really what Paul was saying. What he's saying is have constant communication with God. No matter if you're home, at work, on the road, uh, whatever you're doing, you can be in communication with God. Well, how does that work? Well, maybe you try this as an experiment. When you wake up in the morning, and you might have to put a sticky note or something up to remind you to do it, but maybe you get up in the morning, and the first thing you say is, God, thanks for the day. Thank you for being with me. Thank you for all the things you've given me. Thank you that I even can get up in the day. Thank you for the job I'm going to go to. Thank you for the house that I wake up in, that it's warm and it's nice. And then you go off to work. And when you get to work, maybe something great happens. And you say, God, thanks for that. Thank you for blessing me with that. Or maybe something bad happens. You say, God, I'm thankful that you're here with me, even in this tough time. I don't like the tough time. It's not easy but I know you're with me and I'm thankful that you're with me. Maybe you go to lunch and as you're at lunch, you walk into the restaurant and out in front of the restaurant is a a panhandler asking for money who's kind of in a rough spot and you choose whether or not you're going to give him money, but you can at least pray. Say, God, I don't know that person, but he looks like he's having a tough time. Lord, be with him, touch him, meet him right where he is and let him know you're there. On the way home, maybe you're stuck in traffic and while you're in traffic, I hate traffic. Traffic's terrible. But you're there and you're stuck, so it is what it is. But instead of getting mad at it, and I know I'm preaching to myself right now, instead of getting mad at it, you know, maybe you pray for the people that are in traffic right next to you and ask God to bless them. At the end of the night, you pray over your kids as you tuck them into bed or just thank God for the day. Thank Him for a good night's sleep and for being with you all day. That's a way you can really keep prayer as an integral part of your day. Even standing in grocery lines, there's people around you, you can in your head, just, you know, God bless that lady in front of me. Bless those kids behind me. So bring prayer into everything and you'll find that your communication with God will really, really be enhanced and you'll find you'll be walking with God all day long. So number one, pray simply. Number two, read the Bible, pray the verses. Number three, make prayer active and multi-sensory. Number four, make prayer an integral part of your day. And number five, Pray expectantly. Pray expectantly. Do we wish God hears us? Well, God's word said he does hear us. Matthew 7 says this, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. That's a promise. That's God's promise. If he doesn't do it, then he's a liar. And we know God's not a liar. He will listen. He will be there. He will respond. Now, I know some of you are saying, Well, no, I prayed and God didn't respond. Well, in future podcasts, I'm going to deal with the subject of what happens when it doesn't appear God answered or what happens when we don't get the answers we want. That'll come a little bit later, but we'll touch on that in the weeks to come. But pray expectantly. The Bible says you don't have because you don't ask. So let's ask. Let's take God at his word. It's much more exciting to pray when we're expecting God to do what we're asking him for. And how do you know He will do it? Well, you can pray the promises he's already given us. What does God's word say? Well, you can pray that promise and you know that prayer is going to get answered because God's already promised it would get answered. Sometimes I wonder how many answers we miss because we really didn't expect God to respond. So let's remember, pray simply. Read the Bible, pray the verses. 
Make prayer active and multisensory if you find yourself in a rut. Each day, make prayer an integral part of your life. Walk with him continually. He's walking with you. Number five, pray expectantly. Listen, I know that a lot of you are saying, you know, I've tried to pray and I just can't and I struggle. Or maybe you've never really prayed regularly before. Well, it's like, it's like every other thing you learn. How do you learn to pray more effectively? Well, you just pray. Start praying. doesn't have to be long. Start praying for two to three minutes, but do it every day. And then throughout your day, just throw up those quick jab prayers we talked about throughout your day. And you'll start finding you want to pray more. You want to spend more time. But if you set yourself up for failure by saying, okay, on day one, I'm going to pray for three hours, you'll never do it. You'll never, ever really get anything out of prayer like that. So start small, start short, start simple, but start. Anybody who wants to lose weight, you got to start on day one. If you want to work out, you got to go to the gym the first day. If you want to learn how to play an instrument, you got to pick it up and start. If you want to you know, learn any skill, you've got to start. So let's just start praying. Make it a, make it a plan. Say, today, I'm going to start. I'm not worried about being eloquent. I'm not worried about being long. I'm not worried about the words or anything like that. I'm just going to talk to God for just a couple of minutes right now. And I'm going to do it again tomorrow. And then do it again tomorrow. And I'm going to do it again tomorrow. And you'll be surprised at how much more fulfilling your prayer life is when you make time every day just to engage with God and all day. I know that your prayer life is going to be much more fulfilling, and you are going to get to know the creator of the universe in an intimate, real way. That's the goal. That's the goal of prayer. That's the goal of the 66 books of the Bible. I'm glad you listened today. I'm Pastor Greg. This is Life 66. Talk to you next time.